Hi everyone and welcome to the Adventures of OT podcast. If you are a new listener, I'd like to send a big thank you to you and I really do hope you become a part of the Adventures of OT podcast. If you are a returning listener, I'd like to send a big, big thank you to you too. So today, we take a bit of a twist to our podcast episode and I am on the hot seat. So two of my good friends will be asking me questions and I really do hope that you guys will enjoy this podcast. And I have asked a very good friend of mine, Zenanding Zotani, and many of you would know her if you've listened to our season one podcasts, um, where she speaks about the adversities she had to face as an occupational therapy student. But today I introduce her uh, with a different title. Um, I introduce her as Zenanding Zotani, um, the occupational therapist. Hi, Zenande. Yebo. Hi, Kanya. <laughs> Hi, OT. Hi, <laughs> hi, fellow colleague. Oh, yes, friend and colleague. Yes. <laughs> Zenanda, I actually need to ask you this question. Um, you know, um, during our podcast interview, you said something along the lines of, you know, 2020 is still your year. And I certainly agree with that statement because look at you, you've um, achieved and accomplished so many, um, you know, things within the year 2020 and with that being said, you even bagged, you know, your degree. How did it feel for you to know that, you know, you're finally graduating? I don't think I've had time to actually, you know, digest that. Oh, I've graduated. I'm going to be working soon and stuff like that. Because everything is happening so fast, mm-hmm. you know. But I, one thing I'm grateful to God. And I'm waiting for that feeling. Maybe it will come when after three months of working, when I see my first patient as, you know, a qualified OT, maybe that feeling will come then. Mm-hmm. But um, for now, I think it's it's a bit of, I'm going through a lot of emotions. I can't pinpoint that specific feeling that I was expecting, but I know it's coming. Mm. Um, that's mm. exactly what my next question was going to be, actually. Are you feeling anxious at all? Or is it just, you know, like you said, a, a mix of emotions that you can't really pinpoint? So it comes in waves. Like mm-hmm. one day I'm like, ah, I'm an OT, you know. Yeah. And then the next it's like, girl, do you know what you're going to be doing? <laughs> <laughs> so it comes in waves. Mm-hmm. But apparently this feeling is normal. So I'm okay with it. So it's not necessarily making me like anxious. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. but it just comes at certain times where I feel like, oh, do you know what you're going to do next year? So many people, you're going to be entrusted with people's lives, people that need you, mm-hmm. you know, no, you're not going to have the same supervision you had as a student mm-hmm. and all of that. But besides, you know, yeah. that... But I think going back to what you were saying about being entrusted with people's lives, it's something you've been doing now since third year. So I think it's just the the, the knowing now that you you don't don't have as much supervision. That's probably. Mm, Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think they did try to wean us off slowly because the supervision you receive in third year is not the same supervision you get when you're in fourth year. Yeah. So we are prepared. It's just that, you know, that step, that big step. Mm. once you cross that bridge then everything is going to be cool definitely and you know with you going into this next big step I know with the steps that you you took within this OT degree you had a, a great support system which was your family your sisters and your parents how did they feel you know knowing that you finally a graduate 
my family was going through so much when I was graduating, but they were happy. So now, like my mom, like I think it is sometime this week, my mom actually asked to see my degree. I was like, this lady, yeah, <laughs> it happened like like almost two weeks ago, but mm. she was very happy, and then she spoke to me about how they're so grateful that they have kids, you know, that we're not perfect kids, but we've never given them problems. Mm. And even though they know that their dreams and, you know, you know, yeah, dreams and desires were delayed because they had to constantly support their children financially and stuff like that. They're very grateful because they see that they invested in us and they're very proud. And um, yeah, so they're happy. They're happy. Mm. Everyone's happy for me. Yeah. Yeah, I can only imagine the excitement because I know I remember my mom um, and my dad, actually, they were very excited. And even when I got back home, I saw your mom. I saw on your, I saw your mom on that um, on our graduation video. Mm. My baby. She was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was so cute. So my mom was very excited and obviously when I got back home, just with my grand as well, she was also very excited. Um, and I think that's just one of the things that sort of make me f- at or make me feel at ease that, you know, I've, I was able to make my parents proud up until thus far. Mm, and I, yeah, our parents deserve that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this might just turn into an interview where I'm interviewing you. So let me... Actually, <laughs> this was not part of the plan. This was not part of the plan, Kanya. Let me let the... I'm you know... supposed to be interviewing. Yes, please. Hand over the mic to me. It's handed over. It's handed over. So you've just introduced me. Now it's my turn to introduce you. So as Kanya said, my name is Zinande, and I'll be interviewing her today. So she's on the hot seat. So I'll be interviewing the founder of Adventures of OT, and also now a qualified occupational therapist and a businesswoman. Welcome, Kanya. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Zinande. Thank you. Thank you. To describe you, I came up with multifaceted, outgoing, go-getter. Growing up, were you always like this? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that I was, or may, maybe use those words to define myself because I think growing up, I was very much shielded and protected by my parents. Um, and I think also with my personality. So I'm, I'm quite introverted. Um, so I didn't really go out and, you know, try and be adventurous and try and and try new activities or try new opportunities really so I I, I mainly kept to myself in terms of 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 trying new things and I think it it took me moving out of home and you know trying to find myself and just growing as an independent woman where I started realizing my potential and um, obviously then being able to be defined and described by you as multifaceted because that only really came yeah. um that only mm. came like in late high school um, um and then into varsity so in high school for example i started joining things like interact societies the drama club photography so then that's sort of when i started seeing that oh okay actually I can do something else. I didn't really engage in sports. <laughs> so I'm more <laughs> of the on the on the creative side and the art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. So 
before we get into adventures of OT and your other businesses and interests, walk me through your journey of choosing OT and how has it been? Was it easy making the decision to study OT? What motivated you to choose? And just a brief, you know, description of how the past four to five years have been. Um, so my journey with OT, firstly, like most of the people I've already interviewed <laughs> on the podcast, <laughs> I had absolutely no idea what occupational therapy was. Um, I actually remember I was sitting in my dad's office and um, obviously, you know, with our parents, they obviously um, always advocate for education and going to varsity um, and furthering your studies. So that's exactly what my parents did. Um, and so I'm sitting in his office and I'm trying to motivate for me to go to an art school, for example, like Vega or after. My dad <laughs> is like, no. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> what are you gonna be? What are you gonna be? And then yeah. <laughs> so now, um, obviously perusing through these um, um, what do you call it? prospectus from all these different varsities, and I, I happened to have one from UWC because they had come to our high school, um, and then I came across this occupation that was you know occupational therapy and obviously my dad and I at the time we googled it and I found that oh it's in the health sector. Um, and, you know, I sort of like helping people. So I was like, oh, why don't I just apply for this? But with that being said, I also applied for law. Um, so I applied for law and then I got accepted for law at the University of Free State. And then I was waiting on UWC and they weren't getting back to me. And that weekend that I had to actually leave for Free State, um, the Friday I got a call from in the, within the OT department and obviously she asked me if I still wanted to take up the spot and I said yes so obviously then I moved to Cape Town because it's closer to home and I've never really been away from home and how has the journey been since then um it's had a lot of trials and tribulations as you would know <laughs> can relate sis <laughs> I think we can all relate um so I say a lot of trials because when I first got to varsity in my first year I was like I said I was still introverted and now I don't know I don't really know that many people here and from my friends who had also gone to the University of the Western Cape um, most of them were living off campus so it was a matter of maybe for us to organize seeing each other on weekends so it was me having to force myself to sort of find new people mm -hmm. find my circle and also whilst doing that you know I'm still conflicted with my personality and and my identity mm -hmm. rather so it was all of those things like internal conflict and then obviously being on facing challenges that you know any student faces mm -hmm. varsity um the greatest being at the time is definitely res um residence as you would know mm -hmm. <laughs> So I think that for me was the greatest challenge and obviously just academic challenges as well were also within this um, journey. So you asked me a lot of questions. What did I miss? <laughs> you didn't miss anything, but now I want to mm -hmm. ask you, because I have the advantage of knowing you personally, yeah. like what was that thing that changed? Because it's like there was the, some fire ign ignited in you like from third year onwards like what changed because the Kanye that I knew in first year mm -hmm. you know that I walked to Balboa with <laughs> <laughs> it's 
definitely not the Kanye that I'm friends with now. Mm. So like what happened? What ignited that fire? What what changed in you? Like yeah. I want to know that. So before we move on, I actually want us to t- talk about what happened in first year. <laughs> Um, so what happened in first year is that Zinani and I, we sort of met at Rez and, and we, we, we sort of started walking together to lectures every now and again um, because we were studying, we studying occupational therapy together. And the one day we, I talked to her and, and she tells me, oh, she wants to go to Belleville. And I think oh, we don't know Cape Town and we don't know how to get there. And we, obviously we don't know how to take taxis in first year. <laughs> So we went on to ask um, this one guy. He was our, what do you call it? Housecom. A housecom. Yeah. So we, we asked this housecom, okay, how do we get to Balbo and how do we get back? Mm. But the problem now is that Zinani and I need to go to different places. So I think you needed to go to Absa. Yeah, probably because I used to bank with Absa. Yeah, Zinani had to go to Absa and I had to go to Pick and Pay. So we lost each other on the way. Now I'm inside Pick and Pay. <laughs> now I'm inside Pick and Pay thinking, should I wait for her or not? <laughs> and then after but it's quite some time, I was like, okay, actually let me leave because now I don't know if she's going to come back to Pick and Pay. I don't even remember, but for me, the worst was when we were in the taxi mm-hmm. rank and we didn't know who to ask. Because obviously, if you ask a lot of questions and people are going to know, you don't know where you are. Exactly. Or you knew and they might take advantage of you. And so Kanye and I, I was like, Kanye, ask. And Kanye was like, I'm tired of asking you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we made our way to and back safely. Yes, definitely. We made our way to and back safely. Going back to your actual initial question about what yes the spark the yes, fire the fire um so obviously in my second year I had to repeat MBS so within the first semester which obviously meant that within the second semester I couldn't continue with my studies until the following year so um with that being said I came back home and um I was a bit down for quite some time and I remember that I didn't for a good I think two to three weeks I was barely talking to anyone at home because now I was feeling you know quite down and I felt like I'd um, you know let myself down as well and not only myself Mm. parents so um, Mm. yeah so after that um, I felt like I'd just been given a second opportunity to come back to varsity um, and you know try again and obviously mm. with that being said you know there were quite a few more challenges where I, I had to you know motivate myself and say listen you've got to do, have that self-talk and that self-introspection and just tell myself you know I'm doing this for myself and nobody else um, and so when I got back in third year you know I was still a bit down because um, now it's a matter of adjusting because now I hadn't seen you guys my friends in in about four months so I came in to visit but I hadn't really spent time with you guys anymore so I I, that was also one of my fears that I had that you know I would lose contact in a way Um, so even going back the following year it was still like an adjustment so adjusting into this new classroom with new people and obviously adjusting back into I don't want to say back into my 
friendship with my friends but I I had to adjust because now obviously you guys had also gone through your own experiences and I wasn't necessarily there for all those experiences so it, it, it took an adjustment but I think the spark came from just that self-talk that I had with myself um, that girl this is for you and what is it that you want to achieve and so I started coming out of my box because with me having to repeat it also made me ask myself what are you without occupational therapy what is it you know because our main occupation at the time was being students and we were so consumed by our studies that we didn't really delve into other things within university or what the university had to offer so at the time whilst I was at home I was like okay what else do you have besides occupational therapy studying occupational therapy and that's when I sort of then started branching out in, and trying out new things because now I was like, okay, I don't want to be dependent on this one thing. And then it's, if it's ever taken away from me, I have nothing or I don't necessarily have other skills that I can, I can, you know, I have this skill or even meeting new people. Cause I realized that we also don't really talk to other people. <laughs> so everything that I've done um, or I did in university um, all those activities and extramural things that I was doing allowed me and afforded me to then meet new people and build new relations outside of just you know the the colleagues and friends that I made within the OT classroom so now I introduce my second interviewer who will be asking me questions who is a, a very good friend of mine and someone who lives in my hometown Naisna so um, represent... <laughs> um, <laughs> Yanji was uh, a deputy head boy um, at our <laughs> high school Naisna high school in 2018 um, he's a co-founder of the gentleman's project um, which is obviously a group of young men who have come together to discuss, or who rather come together to discuss um, a means in, in which they as men can you know, curb the, the, the in social injustices and the social issues faced by women within our society. He's also currently um, you know, studying um, law at the University of the Western Cape. I... What are the expectations that you've set for yourself and how are you working towards achieving them? My expectations. Um, I, have expectation, I, have, I have expectations which are unending, honestly. So I have academic, I have personal, I have um, financial, I have, I have um, in terms of my relationships with people. But I would say the, the, the most I focus on is, is definitely my academics um, for the next two years. And obviously my professional work for the next four years or so. So uh, my expectation to graduate, um, as as obviously uh, top ten at least uh, in the in the faculty, um, you work for uh, a firm that's that that's going to push me beyond um, the the boundaries of of of, um, of expertise, and knowledge, and and and. Um, sort of put the practicality to the education that I, I am currently um, enrolled in and, um, and and just to be the best I can be in terms of my professional work. Mm. So 
so you and your friends have currently established uh like i said uh yes. a gentleman's project could you maybe just um, talk about that um, and what it is that you really are striving for and how it sort of came about that you guys started it was it was during last year when when there was the outcry of gender-based violence and in, in in south africa so basically the entire vision behind it was that the culture of gentlemen entails the behavior which is based on dignity and integrity integrity being doing what is right even when no one is watching um, being a gentleman is about informed decision making it's about thinking about your actions and their consequences it's 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 about your mannerism the way in which you behave in which you behave and how you treat yourself and then treat other people so ultimately our our main mission is to try and sort of bring back that sort of culture by educating men on their social ills that contribute towards the detriment of society at large and being gender based violence being homophobia being um um rape culture you know a variety of topics that we we, we tackle and um you know that, that those are just the the we have means obviously that we aim to achieve that but that's just the broader aspect of what the gentleman's project is about yeah so why do you feel like it, it is important for you guys to project especially within a, a university well, obviously because of the fact that it's, it's it's really ever we don't have a, an organizational platform within the university that addresses such issues issues specifically so it's important that we first of all establish um, such platforms and then try to contribute towards um, 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 the social ills in our little capacity because you know the, the 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 point is not to change the world but it's to change the people one by one that are in that world so um what we're trying to do is just basically in our capacity as students and 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 um and at large as men what can we do that can change and influence the behavior of each other and eventually um snowball it to the larger society mm. yeah that's very interesting um especially because um you know with everything that happens in social media and you know the term yeah. of um that is actually going around at the moment where it's seen as you know men should not have emotions or they shouldn't express their, how they're feeling and there was also a video that recently circulated about a certain, you know, influential person and how he confessed to doing something. And, and a lot of men were saying, you know, I would have mm. never confessed to doing that. And I think just to, to see that there are young um, gentlemen and young men who are sort of challenging that status quo of a, a man doesn't cry, um, men don't have emotions. It's, it's, it's really something that I... And, and, and um, as a matter of fact, I was standing on, on that point is, is, is that the, we certainly don't agree with the fact that men don't cry in the literal sense, but the significance of, or the philosophy behind it is that whatever someone goes through, you must never just give up and roll over and cry about it. You must just always be willing to pick yourself up and, and try your best regardless of what happens. So, um, so you know, we've, uh, me personally, I am definitely someone who cries a lot. 
but I do, you know, I've never just willing to roll over and accept circumstance. And, uh, you know, I just, I just, I just keep going. So um, that, that, that's what I'm not, I'm not saying every man should be like that ultimately, but I'm just saying it's a, it's sort of something that's good to strive towards, you know, to be someone who's resilient, but also someone who's, who's sensitive in, in, in terms of showing emotion and not being scared of, you know, being judged for showing that emotion. Mm. Tell us a bit about your, I'm asking now in terms of um, your, your courage. You said you are quite a courageous person. So to tell me a bit about your, your boxing career. I contacted this guy um, who's, um, you know, really good in boxing here on campus. And obviously he then told me on the day that they were training on campus that, listen, we've started training on campus, so you can come through. Mm. So I started training and obviously I was pushing myself. I mean, it really did wonders. It worked wonders for my mental health. Um, I don't know. There's just something about exercising mm-hmm. and, and just pushing mm-hmm. your body um, beyond the limit that you thought it, it, it had reached that it really just works wonders on your mental health. Um, so basically uh, I started boxing because of that. And then obviously whilst we were training, um, the coach ended up saying that, um, you know, there's what we call the uses so university sport and we're all universities come together um, and then obviously there's like tournaments and what what's so on um so we they were they convinced me basically to to go to Mbumalanga um to or Secunda to go have a fight there um oh. so I went <laughs> uh, again I was very hesitant I didn't want to go um, but it took a bit more training sessions and I was convinced that, you know, it's fine. It's an opportunity of a lifetime. So why not do it? Mm. Um, so I went and I, and I, and I got into the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't win the match. I didn't win the match, but honestly, I do, there's something that happened inside of me after I walked, I stepped out of the ring that, um, I, I really can't describe what it is. Um, and since then, like my mental health and just my men, uh, my psyche overall has really changed from what it was. Mm. Um, so all in all, I think just boxing in itself is is a sport that I always give thanks to because, um, because I started um, you know, boxing and everything the all everything that I've done since has like been something that's out of my comfort zone, something mm. that's really pushed me to to to. Um, just strive for for better, I suppose. So yeah, that's my boxing career in a nutshell, and and it really helped me meet you know quite a number of great people who I saw that um, um, you know they go getters, and you know the sport actually requires you to be confident. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to believe in yourself. Um, so I think that's the one thing that I think I was lacking at the time. Um, and the sport sort of brought that out in me where I now am someone who believes in myself and I don't need someone else's validation. Um, yes, to say, you know, Kanya, you can do it. Mm. I, I know now that I can do it even before someone else tells me that I can do it. Mm. Mm. That's, that's really interesting. I'm very much a boxing enthusiast myself. So just, just you know, on that note, um, it's really interesting to hear that you've overcome so much as a result of the sport. 
um, in terms of the challenges? What what are the biggest um, or most memorable moments that you've come across in, in your practical work or studies in general when it comes to occupational therapy? Um, the most memorable has to be when I had um, my clinical block last year in Tigerberg mm-hmm. Hospital. So um, one of the surgeons actually took a liking to my block partner and I, and he invited us to um, the surgery. Oh. So we saw, I forgot what it was called, um, but th- there's a procedure that we were able to watch and um, so he was talking us through everything. I think it was a laminectomy. I think it was that. I can't remember. Um, so he was just talking through us through the, that entire process, and we were watching um, the the entire process whilst the guy was under the knife. Um, so that was very. That's still something I really <laughs> remember. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, something that you can remember forever. What What are the common myths about what you are studying that you would um, wish to educate people on or you would wish for them to be debunked or misconceptions ah, about what you study yeah there are actually quite a few um, the first one being that we are physiotherapists <laughs> um, so we get that actually a lot. <laughs> can't separate the two um, so we get that a lot are you a physio? no we are not physios no, we do not matter we do not massage. Um, no, <laughs> no, I cannot read your mind. Um, <laughs> hot as well, because obviously we do psychology. So people, I don't know why they think psychologists can read your mind, but they think psychologists and anyone who's done psychology can read your mind. Um, and I think another one would be we, we can offer people jobs mm. um, just because of the, the occupation at the end. Um, <laughs> I know we don't give people jobs. Now, let's get to the podcast. Yeah. How did it all start? Like, I was very surprised. You didn't even warn us. <laughs> Next thing, Tanya, the content creator. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so just briefly tell us how it started and just a brief description of your vision and goal with the platform yeah so the adventures of ot started actually so randomly um i literally was in my parents room um and i'm dancing in front of the mirror and then i had a brush in my hand at the time and i'm like uh because i had my otasa t-shirt on and i'm like uh what is occupational therapy and i was like oh how interesting would it be if i you know, had a, a mini video session with p- asking people what is OT. So s- somewhat like the, the, the challenge that we did at some point during the year, I think the don't rush challenge. I'm not sure mm. where we were describing what OT is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So with that, uh, I was like, oh my God, that would actually be so interesting. So it, initially it was just meant to be like one video um, and then it ends there. So it would have been like an Instagram, <laughs> it would have been like a, an Instagram live or something. So I run to my sister's room and I tell her, listen, I've got this idea. I'm thinking of having like a, and what is OT type of video or Q and a live. 
um, what do you think about it? Because I know some of her friends want to study into occupational therapy as well. So she was like, oh, that's a good idea. Um, so then I call our friend, um, Sile, and I was like, listen, can you be the person who I, I you know, I ask questions to? Mm-hmm. And then obviously she was like, listen, people tend to ask some difficult questions on live, <laughs> on live <laughs> so rather why so we were whilst we were conversing um i think she came up with the idea of why don't you maybe do a podcast because i raised different platforms that i could do this on so a live i thought of just a, a video that's pre-recorded and i was like I, th- I think i thought of a podcast and then she was like why don't we just go with a podcast but then with that conversation i was like oh my word that means i need to keep producing more content because you can't just re- yeah <laughs> you can't just release one so then that's when i sort of had to go back and do some research and then obviously find um guests for the show so i went obviously first to the people that I know so you for I mm-hmm. and then I was like okay I can't just approach people um within my circle um I sort of need to branch out as well because I want other OT students to listen to this um mm-hmm. I had to literally contact Lisa Honolo who I didn't know at the time and I was like listen this is my idea um how do you feel about being part of the podcast and I, I'd like to actually thank everyone who's been a part of the podcast and has you know no one's um everyone's really been supportive and obviously the goal and the vision for the podcast is to connect ot students firstly so for occupational therapy students to learn Mm. to learn of each other's experiences and then obviously to connect um occupational therapists as a whole not only in south africa but um wide because you know I've already spoken to some OTs abroad who also you know listen to the podcast and they like hearing about the South African context and what it is that we as Mm. yeah um so it's 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 a matter of if someone listens to your podcast Zenande that you you know we recorded in the first season and they believe that you know I'd like to work with Zenande or you know make contact Mm. and this is a platform that I would like for people to be able to reach one another and it's also just merely to for people not just us well let me not say us because I'm no longer a student <laughs> but <laughs> um, but it's not just for students to to learn of each other's experiences because I've also got you know professional OTs who will be talking about what it is that they do in their um, specialized field so for for OT students to also know that listen mm. type of or these are the different types of fields I can still go into within the OT profession. Um, because I feel like that is also something that is lacking. So we're not necessarily knowledgeable about all the different fields mm. actually go into with the OT degree. Mm. I totally get you. And with the networking part, because I remember after you released my podcast, someone from overseas shared my podcast. I, unfortunately, I don't remember. Yeah. Like, who it was but I was very surprised at how powerful technology and social media Mm -hmm. is so you actually are connecting people and it's like it's really rich reaching people it's really working and I'm very proud of you for doing this because I you you're right um students do need you know a platform to learn about the profession Mm -hmm. because we mostly learn about what we do but not what is actually happening in the field and the experiences of people are very important because you know everything is not like in the textbook in the real world yeah 
the techniques do help, but actually the experience of pe- experiences of people in the field are, you know, very valuable. So yeah, big ups to you, Lopsi. <laughs> I've listened to a few of the podcasts and, and they're really, really informative. Um, not not only about what um, OT entails, but just, you know, the genital um, surroundings of, of what it's like to be around university and, and, and beyond. And um, especially the last one I listened to was, was Kira, I think it was her name. Yes. Uh, yeah, I listened to hers, the last, the last one I listened to. Uh, but uh, I have a random question um it's it's related as well but how how would your parents describe what you do oh my word (laughs) (laughs) what i do in terms of just 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 generally yes yes if i if i would ask them well what does your daughter do how do you think they would describe it i i I know mine would be quite simple because they don't really they don't they don't engage much with what i do so they just say no student so how, <laughs> how 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 do you think you would be described by your parents? Mm, wow. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I get that question even from my uh, my grand. Which is, what are you studying again? Yeah. And then I'll tell them. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay. It's in the health profession. Yes. Oh, okay. And it basically ends at that. Um, yeah. But with my parents, <laughs> I think my father understands my profession a bit more. Um, and I think it's also because um, in his work environment, um, I think he's worked with some OTs. So the OTs will go into the work um, where he works and they'll obviously assess a client and see if they need to be medically boarded or not. Mm. So that is why he understands the profession. Um, and then for my mother, it's like, yeah, she's studying OT, but I'm not entirely certain what it entails. <laughs> all but he does know um, the the placements where I've worked at, so your Tigerbergs, the alcohol rehab units, um, working in psychiatry with intellectual disability. So she knows that, but I don't think she's able to coin it and term it accordingly. Yeah, you know, yeah, okay, I get you. Yeah, but I think they have an understanding of what, <laughs> what yeah. it is that I do. It's actually really difficult to to explain, even to like my my grandparents, because they'll say are you a nurse no are you what are you are you a doctor no <laughs> <laughs> occupational <Quite> therapist <laughs> yeah because no one's heard of it yeah, well, yeah, for yeah. my family no one's heard of it no that's that's really interesting i i, I sort of get what you say because i know for a fact if i would ask if anyone would ask my parents um you know, for example what what sort of law i want to i want to specialize in they would definitely not know they just know that i'm studying law but um, mm. yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So now let's talk about like starting. For me, like sometimes starting is very hard. Mm. So I want, to, I want to know what feelings did you have before starting? Were there any negative feelings? And if there were, how did you overcome them? Yo, there were so many. Look, um, again, I think I give props to my sister because I kept going back to a room on that day and I was like, listen, I, do you really think I should do this? You know? <laughs> So I was really I was really anxious because then again this is obviously something that is forcing me to be out of my comfort zone and I'm I'm usually a very quiet person even within our group of friends I'm like the the quieter one in the group 
so it was really it really forced me to come out of my comfort zone um and so i was like oh are people even going to listen to this why would i start a podcast and then you know no one's listening <laughs> um, so there were those fears of just um is anyone going to listen um and also what type of content am i going to be producing and just that anxiety i think of just starting anything new um and how did i overcome it so i just like I said, I popped into my sister's room a lot. Um, so after I did my research as well, so we tried out, you know, different apps of where I can record. So she was really helpful with that. And um, I think even, like I say, um, every time I call or have a, an, an interview with my in, with my guests, I always tell them, look, I'm, I'm more nervous than <laughs> what you are. Than you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, because obviously I also just want to get the best out of an interview because I don't want to waste your time either um so yeah I think it was just mainly talking to my sister and us bouncing off ideas and obviously at the time um it was like a family thing so I I talked to my sister what do you think about this name so even deciding on the name of the adventures of OT it was my youngest sister who because once then I was battling on a name and then my youngest sister literally walked past and she's like the adventures of OT like in a whole super woman type of thing and like Mm. oh that sounds catchy and I was like yeah we're going with that we're going with that um you should pay them (laughs) uh, it's it's in the books it's in the plan one day (laughs) um but yeah um so it was literally like a family affair so my sisters really helped out and then also with my one cousin brother so he sort of helped me with the the picture that I have um so yeah it started firstly with just them because I I was still quite nervous and then once they were like ah just do it then I was like ah let me just do it Shout out to them. Shout out to them. So besides your family, your sisters, obviously, what resources and other support made it easier mm-hmm. for you? Like made the journey easier from starting and continuing and yeah. So what made it easier really is my cell phone. Um, so mm. that's the main resource that I use. And at the time, UWC was also providing us with, you know, gigs of data that we could use at night um, after 12. Mm -hmm. So I was, at some point, I was like, okay, instead of watching YouTube videos the whole time, um, let me start the Mm -hmm. podcast. So that enabled me then to, you know, record podcasts um, or rather, yeah, record podcasts and then edit at night. Um, So I stayed up. (laughs) (laughs) Stay up um, uh, from... 12 o'clock and maybe until 6 a.m editing thinking about the next podcast that I need to record and obviously writing up some questions and doing research um so those I think are the main resources that I really needed and Mm. used within with with you know starting up the podcast um yeah the internet has all the answers as they say dude okay Mm. And then what advice then would you give to someone that's afraid of starting something? So not necessarily like a podcast or anything on social media, but just going for it. Um, I would say go for it. Um, and I know everyone's mm. it's already cliche. Um, <laughs> definitely go for it and um, do your research. So don't just say, oh, you know, I want to start, I don't know 
anything really and then you sort of don't do your research and then you find yourself especially if you're going to be investing money into something um, because with me obviously starting the podcast it didn't cost me anything because I already had the phone um, and I was mm. luckily the university was providing us with, with, with data as well so I was able to make use of that um, to start this mm. so um, especially if you invest in money do a lot of research um, but also don't overthink because we tend to think mm. and, and we think ourselves out of, of, of things that we want to do. Um, but just, just start really like start small, um, start with your family. If you're selling things, start with your family, start with your friends and you'll mm. sort of see, obviously like with family and friends, they usually support your hustle. So go out and then start going out of your comfort zone um, and, and see um who else is receptive of whatever ideas that you have um yeah so start and like nike just do it just do it all right and then lastly before we close this chapter Mm -hmm. how can people support you uh to help the platform grow um i think first of all just thanks again to everyone who who does listen and to everyone who does you know drop me messages about especially for instance the 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 podcast with about the comserv so a lot of people were saying oh you know the comserv experiences a lot of people had said um you know that's also how i i experienced comserv at the time or yeah that's how i'm experiencing it now and even with the ones with you you and kira a lot of people dropped me messages about um your you know i can relate to this and i think you also had a lot mm. of just streaming in at the time um of the release of the your mm. um so i think just yeah, yeah so i think that for me the engagement of the audience is the one thing that I'm, I'm really appreciative of and then obviously in terms of support it's liking comment commenting sharing <laughs> uh, so sharing sharing and obviously asking people to to listen to it you know um Mm. not just about occupational therapy but it encompasses a lot of things that um, we go through as as students and even people within the health profession i get you i get you i know i like sometimes we may think that we're supporting you so i'm i'm very grateful that you actually told us what to do because we may think we know you know, what's gonna, what you need or what will help the platform grow. But, you know, we know what to do now. You guys heard it. Let's make Adventures of OT one of the most listened to podcasts in the world. I did say you are multifaceted in the beginning. Now we're talking entrepreneurship. Mm. You also have a business that you have going. So I'm not going to say anything about it. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to tell us. So tell us about your business and yeah. So yeah, entrepreneurship. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, a challenging field to be in really. Um, but with regards to that, uh, so the, the business that I'm, I'm, I currently have is, uh, so I sell forever living products. So I'm more of like a network marketer, I'd say. So I sell forever living products, which are obviously your health products, um, which mainly help you boost your immune system and obviously help you with your with whatever ailments you may have. So maybe um, you have joint um, problems, um, skin irritation problems, and maybe you just want to, you know, boost your immune system or maybe even 
you know, drink supplements to, to keep you healthy and as well as fit. So I sell products like that, which requires me to obviously talk to a number of people a day. Um, so yeah, that is my business in a nutshell. Um, so what this also has required from me is a lot of resilience because obviously when it comes to business, you have your on and off days and you have days where you don't make a sale and you have days where you do make a sale. Um, and obviously you sort of need to remember your why and I, mm. I, I, I actually confess now that at some point I, I forgot my why and I, you know, I sort of lost that motivation. And then obviously mm. um, I also then, you know, s- sort of stopped selling and promoting the business because um, academics was really challenging this year. Cool. And <laughs> academics is really challenging <laughs> especially within this the last few months so then it was I had to decide um which one I had to let go for the time being and then obviously I, I had to drop it for a while so like I said entrepreneurship is quite difficult and and with this business it's it's more of a if you don't put the time in then you don't make money and a lot of business people would or successful business people would say that your business is meant to run itself so I want to get it to a point where it's running itself and I'm constantly putting the effort in but obviously if you have the title of network marketer you constantly need to be talking to people and you know trying to grow the business so yeah it comes with a lot of challenges but like I said I've got a number of goals for 2021 (laughs) yes yeah. <laughs> all right and then you've answered a lot of questions that i had about your business but now i want to know how do you make sure that making money does not consume you as a businesswoman because you know we all want money we all want the bag but i mean there are more important things in life and how do you make sure that that doesn't consume you um i think first and foremost um it's the values that i was brought up with you know by my grandparents Mm-hmm. Um, so they really instilled a lot of great values and and these are the values that have built the foundation um, for me and I remember so when I came back actually my dad had uh, my parents actually gave me a mini speech um, where my dad said you know we've given you and we provided you with everything that we can possibly give you now and all it's it's up to me now what I do with that, you know. So I think it's 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 definitely the core values and my beliefs that have really or that really steer me into a direction where I'm not necessarily allowing money to to like you said control me. Um, also, if you go back to reading financial books, you'll you'll find that um, they talk about your your blueprint and how you need to ensure that your emotions don't affect how you handle your money because then, you know, you're never really winning if that's the case. So Mm. I I read a lot of financial books as well to ensure that, you know, I understand my money blueprint and I understand why it is that I I make use of money a certain way and how is it that I can change it to ensure that money is working for me and I'm not working for money. I feel you. That's very important. I, I totally give it to me. So now, being multifaceted, I mean, it's something good, but how how does everything you're doing align, mm-hmm. like, 
you're a content creator, you're an OT, you're, you're a businesswoman. How does everything you're doing align? Is it supposed to be to align? Because sometimes that's not the case. It doesn't have to. So mm-hmm. I want you to know from you, does your what everything you're doing align? I would say they do align because, um, okay, firstly, they don't have to align because growing up, mm. I was always the kid that was like, I wish I could be an astronaut. I wish I could be, you know, a marine biologist. I wish I could be a lawyer. I wanted to be all these things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, when can I do all of these things? But so, <laughs> that's how I believe that, you, you know, what you do, you don't necessarily just have to do one thing, like how we, we brought up and we told that Zenande mm. go and be a doctor. And that's the only thing that you're supposed to do. Yes, you can do, you know? So even with this, um, and the things that I'm involved in, it's, it's merely just to see how far I can stretch myself. Um, and so how do they align? It's that I, com- I get to communicate with people. I'm building relations with people. Mm. So that for me is most important that, you know, the, the relations that I build with people that I come across um, or that I encounter mm. on a day-to-day basis. And obviously in, in terms of like the, the business side of things, it's teaching me things about myself that I didn't know so if I'm making excuses then it's like yo I didn't know that I actually had that excuse in me to <laughs> to not work <laughs> the business today <laughs> yeah so it's, it's it's instilling a lot of um discipline and consistency and persistence and patience um within me so now I all of these things sort of work hand in hand because obviously also studying for occupational therapy that didn't just come easy. It didn't come in itself on a silver platter. So I had to work for that. I had to be patient. I had to be persistent. I had to be consistent. Um, and that goes hand in hand with, you know, um, the content creation. You know, I have to be consistent with that as well. And I always need to try and raise the bar and, you know, try and make it better. Even with the business, it's a matter of being better as I was the day before, you know. So they sort of align or rather the the foundation and the skills that I need are mm. within these things that I'm currently, you know, engaging in. Yeah. Mm. Occupation. Totally get you. Your occupation. <laughs> Look at what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now you've been full of surprises. I feel like even though we believe that 2020 has been like a horror movie, mm. this year has been very good for you because you also received an award that I won't mention and that you're about to tell us uh. about now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, Zinan, I, I don't I don't know what happened there. Hey? Um, I don't know what happened to this year, actually, because it's, it's crazy. Um, and like you mm. said, it, it really just came with a lot of surprises. Um, so for instance, with that award, it's, it's the Fatima Hendricks award, which is obviously awarded to, um, students who present with leadership, um, qualities, um, and humility and good communicative skills and just students who work towards, I think, um, who work towards, um, uplifting the name of Otasa, um, students, Mm. um, so yeah, that came as a shock. Because I obviously read my emails. Um, I well at the time I was reading my emails whilst I was on the shuttle because I was constantly tired. Um, so that's the only time I really had time to open my emails. And then I see this email from Otasa, and I'm like, Otasa, okay, let me open it. Um, and so obviously I read this, and they obviously the email this the one of the things that was said in the email is that you know the your peers voted for you. And I'm like, when did this happen? Like I've been. We, the announcement was sent. 
in the group so you don't read your messages Kanya look <laughs> I don't really read my messages. yeah so then I was like oh okay I didn't know this um but at the moment I, I really didn't even you know experience it because I was like I'm so tired I just want to get to my room and obviously I got to my room um and then I sent it to my family group as well and then they were just like oh that's nice and then I think it, I waited till the weekend and I sort of went off and meditated. And then that's only when I was like, oh, my word, um, mm. this actually just happened, you know, because I didn't realize how, mm. large, how, oh, how great this is because it's the president mm. of the Paso who, who sort of handed over this this award. And that is so crazy. Um, and, and like you're saying, I came with a, a number of surprises this year. And I'll tell you, man, like it's, it's as though things were planted in my head because I'd literally, like I said with the podcast, I was dancing in front of the mirror and mm. and then, you know, I just had that idea and I, I just worked, you know, I just, you know, started working and building that on, on that idea. Mm. Mm. I totally, I'm very proud of you. That's all I can say, you know. <laughs> Thank <wanna> you. <laughs> but we're very proud of you. I'm very proud of you. Not only for the award, but... For just you know doing it man yeah. we know this journey has not been easy mm. but you were able to juggle you know content creation and academics i could barely breathe you know with academics but you were able to do it all mm-hmm. in the middle of a pandemic no yeah so well done kenya look you have done well thank you so much Sinani, again but i'll tell you that it was actually not easy i think the reason actually i was pushing myself so much is because you know there were so many negative things happening in the world and I was like let me mm. find that will consume my time so that I'm not constantly watching the news and seeing all these negative you know news mm. on, on the tv or on radio listening to it on radio so I, I took the negative aspects that came with 2020 and I sort of focused that energy um into something else so that you know that consumed more of my time and I will tell you it was so difficult there were nights where I would cry and I'm like, why am I doing this? <laughs> why did I stop this? And I'm like, why am I doing this? Because I've got submissions and I had all of these things that I needed to do. And, but yeah, I, I persevered. <laughs> you did it. You did that. <laughs> it's important that you know that you did that and no one else. Yeah. And so yeah. your life is very exciting. So what should we expect from you next? What should we expect from the platform and from Kanya, the OT, Kanya, the businesswoman, and Kanya, the leader in general? Yo, <laughs> I'm, yes, I actually don't know what to expect from me um, because I, I, I'm full of surprises and I don't even know it sometimes. I'm like, oh, I didn't mm. know I should do that. Um, so, but in terms of the, o, um, uh, the OT profession, I think... Um, I'm just here to make it, you know, or be a better occupational therapist and to be at service on and of service to, to, you know, to clients and, you know, obviously build relations with, with the people that I will be exposed to within the future. Um, so it's just really about being of service um, and, you know, because at, at my core, I'm someone who loves being there for other people. So I think, studying occupational therapy sort of then enables me to 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 bring that out of me and then also in terms of the podcast um expect more um 
creation or content from um, professional occupational therapists um, as well as just, um, you know, more content. And I know I'd asked questions on, 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 on the Instagram page um, and um, obviously answer those questions that people had um, on, had asked me um, through the podcast. And then in terms of the business side of on business aspect of things is obviously just to grow my network and to grow um, the business in itself as a whole. So basically growth. One word to describe it, growth, mm. yeah. So 2021 is growth for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And you usually do this thing where you ask us questions. No. So now it's your turn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Say not hard. <laughs> I'm not like you. I'm joking. <laughs> So I've got a few questions to ask you and you literally have like one second. I would say zero seconds, but I mean, there's no such thing. Yeah. So you literally have one second to answer. Are you ready? Wait, I have one second to answer or I have... So you just answer the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind, no elaborations, no explanations. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Right. What um, do you wish you had known before you started the degree that you know now? Um, uh, um, yo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think I, 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 I would have wanted to know anything now that I think about it now because oh, you said mm-hmm. I, I can't elaborate. Okay, you can, you can. Okay. I love this question. Yeah, I don't think I would have wanted to know now knowing where I am now because and the things that I've been through so um, I feel like had I known before I started the degree I might just not have Mm. occupational therapy all right I love that answer the biggest lesson in your life the biggest lesson in my life oh Zinande um that always all right Advice you would give to your younger self? Um, believe in yourself. Uh, well, what, what is your biggest achievement then? Or your proudest moment? Or, um, and how, how do you build on that? Um, I think to date, my proudest moment would po- probably be um just making my parents proud mm. um making my grandparents proud um and that would be obviously firstly just matriculating um yeah, that's quite a big and then spec- yeah and then secondly just being in university overall i think that's just one of the greatest things um of my cuz it makes me i think it would be my proudest achievement because I see how my family feels about it. I see w- what it really means to them. Um, and that for me is just something that I truly appreciate that, you know, I can be someone in the family um, and add on who, who mm, mm. will have gone and, you know, matriculated and who will have um, completed the university studies as well. I think that's just one thing that to date is something that I'm really proud of that, um, you know, all the, the lessons I've learned from my parents and my family as a whole 
um, are things that I'm still applying to date um, and, and are, are values that I'm still applying. Um, and that is why I am where I am currently. Yeah, 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 I get you. I get mm-hmm. you. That's, that's really good. It's really good. So to anyone who would want to, to study OT, what would your advice be? go for it it is a a profession that is multifaceted that you can find yourself um in really in any field of work that you choose to be in so with ot it's something that is i'd like to say flexible so whether you want to really something that you can go for um and it's really, it challenges you every day, again, to think um, and to view the world in in a different lens um, because we all come from different backgrounds, different societies, different cultures, mm. and then you come into this profession where you're forced to work with other people and you realize how differently other people think. Um, so I think go for it if you really want to study OT. Um, I think the... the don't listen to what other people say, really. Um, just do it. Try it out. If it's not for you, you can try something else. Age is nothing but a number when it comes to education. Studying. True, true. Yes. So uh, my last question I, I have here is, is not that um, significant, but if, if you could step into, into my shoes as the interviewer, what question would you ask yourself and what advice would you give yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so much for it not being so <laughs> Oh my word. <laughs> um, my word. So what would I ask yes. myself? What question would you ask? Um, sheesh. Um, how have I evolved, I mm, suppose? Okay. And then, and then, and then yeah, you... I think I'd ask myself. And then you can answer that. Mm. How oh I didn't know <laughs> <laughs> um, I've evolved in my personality. Um, so before this, this, this studying into this occupation or this um yeah into this occupation, I was more introverted than what mm-hmm. I am now. So this this profession has really sort of um pushed me to spread your wings to, to come out of my shell. Yes, spread my wings, come out of my shell, and and you know now I find myself going out and I'm able to to, to speak to someone I've never met. Um, funny enough, um, I actually have a very good friend now. We had met, um, but also he's, he's someone who likes to talk. So I think that helps <laughs> in, in in this regard, <laughs> um, because we are really good. He's really a good friend of mine, and. I don't think had I not been studying OT that I would have spoken to him on the day. Um, yeah, because I've I, prior to studying this, I, I was very mm. quiet. If someone is trying to talk to me, I'll probably just run away. So <laughs> <laughs> it it really <laughs> it really helped. Um, and then also just the manner in which I view our society now, um, I realize the number of injustices that we face especially studying in a place like Cape Town, which is, oh my word, so different, but not too different from our very own community, mm. Naisna. 
but um i think just the gangsterism here is is something that i didn't know was really that drastic until i got to cape town um so it, i think the manner now that i see the world and i view the world um because i was so protected by my parents i now see you know what the world has to offer um there are a number of good things that um are out in the world but there are those things that aren't so good that um i think i've come to learn over the years of of um studying ot okay okay and what advice would you give yourself what advice would yes. i give myself is yo um definitely it, it's okay to to take a yeah, break yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> and, and I say this I say this because I'm I'm one person who tends to want to be on a roll mm. the whole time so I'm constantly wanting to be busy even when my body is literally telling me I can't do it anymore but I I I force myself um so I think it, it's it's only the note to self that I try and reiterate um and say no it's okay just take a break you, you're allowed to take and mm, mm, you are allowed to just go sit outside uh and and write in your journal you're allowed to just take a walk just take a break okay yeah. okay i get you i get you no that, that was um that was the last of my questions so um i guess that that sort of wraps up the podcast so i'll just close it off by saying um thank you so much first of all for the opportunity of of um getting me to this point of of having the um uh, platform to converse with you on 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 for your listeners to getting for them to get to know you better and um just just keep going keep doing what you're doing um input is always output so what you give is what you will get and and you know when you put your best in the best results are certain to come out so um good luck good luck on your journey i'll i'll keep tuning in to your podcasts and i'll keep instagramming yes and 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 keeping up to date with your instagram and uh, yeah once again thank you now if you enjoyed today's podcast do head on over to our social media pages at the adventures of ot on instagram and give us a follow and head on over to our facebook page at the adventures of ot and follow us there too now if you believe you have three friends who may enjoy this podcast do share it with them too and we really love your engagement on our dms so please continue to do so now that is it from me your host casey fords until next time Thank you.